Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. That is a quote by Helen Keller. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 88. Are you a small or medium-sized business? And the pandemic has shown you that you need to get better at using technology to communicate with your clients or even employees from a distance. If so, I want to help you. I help my clients identify technical solutions so that they can stay connected to their remote clients, customers, and even employees. If you're ready to use technology to communicate more effectively while maintaining your productivity and profitability, email me at nextlevel at trinamartin.com. The topic of this week's episode is The Power in Connecting and Collaborating. My guest this week is Kern Cherry. Kern is a speaker, coach, entrepreneur, author, and collaborator. She is the owner of PRN Home Care, which is 23 years old. She vested over 30 years in the healthcare field and holds a degree in occupational therapy. She is the co-founder and director of Success Women's Conference, which produced over 1,000 attendees. Mrs. Cherry is the visionary author of her new anthology, Trailblazers Who Lead, with over 25 co-authors sharing their story. She encourages women to network to increase that net worth while building relationships that can lead to major collaborations. Hello, Kern. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you, Trina, for inviting me. I am so excited to have you. Um, We have just been chatting before we actually went live, and you are so interesting. But before we get into the meat of the interview, tell the listeners who you are your journey and how you've come to be the woman that you are today. Okay. So I am a speaker, coach, author, entrepreneur, and collaborate. I love to collaborate. I'm a connector that, you know, loves to collaborate with other people. Uh, Mama three, I have three adult children. Uh, and uh, they're all successful in their own way. My husband and I are co-owners of PRN Home Care Service, which is a company, a home care sitter. They call it non-medical, but, you know, kind of a mix. Uh, Home care service where we keep people in their home environment as well. And I'm also the co-founder of Success Women's Conference, and it is in its sixth year of existence. We actually started that conference uh, with our initial conference. Uh, My partner and I uh, initially started it, and we actually just started it as a conversation, and it kind of grew into, to, to, okay, let's go ahead and just do this thing, right? Six to nine months later, we had over 540 women in attendance. So uh, the last couple of years, we've had over a thousand people in attendance at uh, Success Women's Conference. I'm also the uh, creator and founder of Power Up Summit, which will be coming this year, uh, which uh, they'll see some different announcements coming 
uh, in reference to that because originally we projected for New Orleans. So we're making some change. We're pivoting in the time that you do pivot. I'm also the visionary author behind Trailblazers who lead where there are over 27 authors that will be sharing their stories of trail trailblazing, just doing some things that people just don't realize they've been doing. I kind of wanted to celebrate the unsung trailblazer, people who are just touching things, creating things. Uh, you know, they come from one stage of their career, they're at a different level, and they're leading and creating an impact. Uh, so anyway, so that comes out in, in June. So really, truly excited about being able to uh, be the visionary behind that particular book. Um, and so anyway, um, that being said, I've been in healthcare for over 30 years uh, as well. My background's in occupational therapy, and I think that pretty much sums me up. I'm from Biloxi, Mississippi. Wow. You, I mean, you are a woman of, um, on a mission. I can say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is so true. what I always like to ask people, especially people who have had a successful career doing one thing and now they're successful doing something else with you being a healthcare professional for over 30 years, what made you get into the, um, coordinating summits and events and things like that? What made you want to get into that space? So one of the things that I believe as an owner of a business, I believe you should always give back to your community. And so when I moved back here to the Gulf Coast, uh, you know, I do like everybody else. You try to get involved in the chambers and all that kind of stuff. But typically when I get involved in things, uh, I like to really give her my time where it's an impact. So where I would tend to function more is in an event where I can help um, raise money and also uh, recruit and get people to attend. And so inside that, I'm always connected to new people. So, you know, doing that inside a lot of things, and then I started uh, really getting to where I'm like, I could do some of this stuff myself. And so one of the um, bigger events that I eventually came to just kind of doing and collaborating with somebody outside of maybe uh, a board or whatever, et cetera, because um, I actually ran one of the boards that I sat on for and still sit on many years. I ran the bachelor, the bachelor auction uh, we we would always people, people my techniques are always a little different where I give away tickets and then people come in and they donate all day long, which is one of the methods I use. And people think, well, that's not going to work, but it did. We would raise over fifty grand every year for this little small organization for mental health, and so so I saw a need to um, to really start to go a little bigger on some of the things that I was doing, because I always created networking events like that. Those were separate things where I would just have people come in and connect, you know, spotlight networking, or I would do a, something in healthcare, like a social worker conference, things like that I had done. So then I finally said, you know, I talk to caregivers all the time. And caregivers are always looking for resources and people always sitting in this big circle. So I started doing a caregiver conference and we were averaging on a regular basis over 600 people. Mm -hmm. um, and that was not using social media. <laughs> I was not using social media then. Uh, I was just, you know, get the word out, connect to people, bring people in. We It's like... Uh, we would operate with a small group, like four or five people uh, that I would work with. And we would put that on every year where we have physicians come in and uh, care, you know, not just caregivers, but resource partners and other home health, hospital, all that stuff, uh, hospitals, et cetera, doctors speaking. Uh, so we did that for about six years. 
And so from that, I just, there were other things people would tap into me and ask, you know, can you, you know, run this like Blessed Girls Rock? We would average um, around 450 people uh, on that conference and stuff. So just different things. And it's something that I like doing. You know, I like bringing people together. I like connecting people. um, And I like the, you know, going after and getting that sometimes no when asking for money, but then I would get that yes. I always tell people keep going because a no is just a long way to a yes. So it's it's just something that I enjoy doing. Wow. Yeah, it seems like that's your your superpower. Now, did you always know you had that ability to do that, to connect and collaborate with people? No. Mm-mm. When I was in high school, people, if you met some of my high school partners, I mean, uh, classmates that I still see every now and then, they're like, really? Because she was the shy person in class. Yes, I got my A's and B's and all that stuff, but I really wasn't that big of a going out uh, extrovert type person uh, in high school as since I've gone on and gotten past and working in my career, I tell people I, I have the same problem everybody else have. You know, when you're selling and marketing, which I do a lot inside of my home care business, you know, I have the same stresses that everybody else has. Just like you hear a person say uh, when they're at the top of their game, they're like, do you get nervous when you go out to play? Well, yes, they do. They get nervous like everybody else. They just have a way of getting over it. Well, when I plan a conference or an event, it's the same thing, especially when I get ready to say, hey, do you mind giving me 15000 to put this event on? And this is why you need to give me this money. <laughs> yeah, I still have the same nervous energy that anybody else would have. It's just that when you're delivering it and giving them and customizing it to them, you have to be willing to do that and put the research in to make sure that you're meeting their needs and not just fulfilling your needs, right? So, uh, and the same thing with events, you gotta, when planning an event, you gotta look at who's your customer? You know, who are you trying to tap in to? Who's your audience? How are you gonna get them there? You know, um, many people call me the butts in the seats queen because there's a point at, at the event where I am going to stress over how many people I'm going to get and what am I going to do to, you know, uh, push the effort up. So I do that. And I actually teach that. And because um, I found that a lot of people don't create profitable events. So um, I've done a lot of one-on-one. So I've started teaching in groups so that more people can learn that you don't need to just have a big party. You need mm-hmm. to have a profitable event. And there's just some things that, you know, some people just need a little tweaking and some people need a, a total build up, right? And <laughs> so, um, but again, it's it's not something that a person just, okay, one day I'm, I am the event planner and I know how to do it. We all have the same stressors, but I think more of it is walking in faith and knowing that you're going to eventually get to that. Yes. Wow. Wow. I mean, how did you get to know all of this? I mean, did you take a class? Was it just your years of just running your own business? How, How did you get to know all of those things that you just said that are key pieces to um, working with other people in that capacity that you do? So one is I'm a natural giver, right? So I, I believe in, uh, uh, I believe in the scripture that says you give and you receive. Well, I don't necessarily look for the receiving part, but I know if you give to people, it means something to them and it's a powerful connect, whether it's giving them a referral or, um, connecting them to somebody, you know, maybe somebody that would benefit them or maybe somebody they want to connect to. And so for me, as far as the power of connecting, I enjoy connecting others 
to others. So somebody said, somebody told me one day, you might want to start getting paid for that. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get there. But, you know, I typically do uh, refer because I can see that they need something, right? So the giving, the natural ability to give is one thing that drives that. So for me, as far as conferences and stuff, really, truly, it drives on the same line. I'm giving something to the community that it needs, right? So say, for instance, I gave the, uh, the example of the caregiver conference. The, the caregivers in the community needed a resource other than getting on the phone and calling 10 people before they found the right person. How, what, <laughs> to me, it was like, if I put them all in the same room, then you're going to find your resource. And somebody's there gonna, is going to send them to the right resource, right? So for me, that was the same thing. Even with Success Women's Conference, you know, one of the things that we talked about for years was, wow, we really need a, a women's conference in the area. Not that we didn't have a way to connect and meet in person and all that stuff, but we weren't getting fed. So mm. there was no meat at the end of the day. You know, it was just you picking at a bone, but there's mm -hmm. no meat on the bone. So mm. therefore, we were like, I really would love to be able to inspire and empower these women to take that next step. And that we don't have. So that was something and my partner and I, we were like, we can do this, right? So for me, it was like, mm, no brainer. Yeah. So when she said, why don't we do it? I was like, yeah. And I'm always the kind of person to eat first. I jump in, I figure out as I go uh, what I need and, you know, what works, what's not working, that type of stuff. So um, I've always driven that way because of the, 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 the thing inside of me that says, you know, hell, somebody else isn't doing it. So you do it. One of the, my favorite quotes is, um, I always tell people, look, if you knock on the door and then the door doesn't open, knock on the next door. And if that mm -hmm. door doesn't open, go around the back. And if that doesn't open, come back, kick the door open or create <laughs> your own. And I am so into the create your own mode because by the time I wait for all them doors, I could have just going and created my own. So, and that's the mindset I, I've just operated from for years. So, you know what? We'll just do it ourselves and we'll just create it. We can, and I always think, well, we can start smaller and then we'll go bigger. And somehow it always seems to be bigger from the beginning. <laughs> so I'm like, well, thank you, God. You know, thank you for giving, you know, giving me more than what I asked for in the beginning. So I really think that it comes from the, this, the need and the seed that's uh, inside that says give, you know, and, and give and make sure to take care of somebody else before you're, you're looking at your own needs. And that's caused me to just look and see what I can do to make it better or easier for somebody. So it's kind of how I look at it. And then I've just grown with it every year when I'm learning something. And I always think about when people say, I'm like, I just want to pick your brain. So I've had to get a little smarter with that. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I've been doing this one-on-one, -on -one, give, give, give. So I got to get a little smarter. So anyway, again, another reason why I had to start a course, because I feel like you're only getting pieces anyway. So you're mm -hmm. not even getting enough to be truly successful. So why don't I set it up so where when you get it, you're completely successful. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I love your energy. I love what you're saying. I love the positivity. And like you said, that the helping others and collaborating and the giving. And so many times, especially with women, sometimes you find that women don't want to help other women because they think that's going to diminish what they have, mm -hmm. that scarcity mindset. But 
I feel like you, I feel that first of all, there's abundance that's plenty for everyone Mm -hmm. and collaborating. You know, I'm, I like to collaborate too, because you have your expertise. I have mine and us working together or me referring you or you referring me, that's not going to take anything away. And I think there needs to be more of that type of mentality and collaboration among women. It really does. So I always start with women. We are our worst enemies. We Mm -hmm. blame the men, but the reality is it's us. We, we, um, there are a lot of things that men are probably happy that we do that keeps keeps us down and keeps us <laughs> below them. But but there are so many things that we could do better that would create opportunity faster for us because we naturally like to communicate. We will naturally like to connect with other people and nurture things. But then there's this other part that says, hmm, let me come in and and I'm going to tear her down so I can get ahead or let me hold her down until I can catch her. You know, that type of mindset. It doesn't matter. You You may get there faster than me, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. You may get there another way, but I, and I may find another path to get to the same destination. And then the other thing is, there is so much out there in every field, in every industry, so many opportunities. I was listening actually to Cheryl Wood today, and she was like, there are like 700 and, uh, well, I know there's close to a half a, a half a billion people in America. So you can't run out of opportunities. There are too many people to buy your product, and there are too many people that would prefer to buy from me than to buy from you or mm-hmm. vice versa, right? Because mm-hmm. our voices are different. The way we present things are different. And so therefore they may come to you for the same product. And then I, they may come to me for the same product because they're liking the way we're pitching it. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're both making it. We're both making money. We're both being successful. We're just, you know, we have a different way of delivery. And so I'm like, even when I was, I was doing the caregiver conference and all those different things, people would ask me, why are you inviting your competition? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, really? There are 600 people here, right? <laughs> so out of 600 people, you're saying they're going to go to those couple other country companies and never come to me that's hosting it. If I share the wealth in the in the beginning and share it out and give people opportunities to choose, number one, it reminds the people like, maybe this is a viable service because I do have choices, right? A lot of times when they only see one, they're like, do I really need it? Because there's only one. So at least give them a couple of choices, right? And then from there, it's just too many to go to one person. There's just too many. I don't care how big that company is. Trust me, they can't serve everybody. They mm-hmm. cannot. And it's the reason why I keep expanding that particular p- platform uh, because I feel like, okay, the coast where I live is a, is a small area. And then I went to the TV format with it and I still say, okay, there's still a small area. Did a resource guide. And so now it's like, okay, I need to go digital and and do it more on that format because then I can reach and I can help more people on a national platform instead of trying to worry about, okay, somebody's going to get this idea and they're going to do it too. No. So us as women, we have to start seeing the opportunity inside of collaborations because collaborations allow you us multitaskers, in which women naturally are, uh, to do more things. If I'm collaborating with Susie over here on this project, so it's now me, it's, it's Susie and I, right? So the burden's not all on me, it's Susie and I. We split that project. So now 
I can take another uh, another product or another event or whatever, and I can work with Sally on this one, and then Sally and I, and Sally has half of that. And each one of us are bringing teams, which cuts down even more on what we have to pour into it. So collaborations allow you to do so much more, so mm. much more than you could ever imagine, especially now when you need to be creating and seizing the moment and, and getting your bread on as many platforms as possible. You're going to have to collaborate to do that. You, you're going to have to do that. So that's, that's me. That's the way I feel about it. I think women, we all need to work together. Just, you know, find that person. And it, look, if she's doing better than you, good. That's the person you need to connect to and, and, and hook, your, hook your trailer to and keep going forward, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's my suggestion. Work together, connect. Yes. So you mentioned your uh, TV show. Talk about that. So the TV show came about because, again, when you're doing a, um, uh, a conference, there's only so many people that's going to walk in the room that day. So 600 is a, is a great number, but it's only one day. Even if it's two days, it's still only two days. So the idea was there are so many caregivers that I find we all feel like we're alone because I personally have, you know, professional caregiving and I have my mom. And so um, I, it's a feeling that even as a person in the profession, you still have that lonely, that guilt, that I don't have enough time or whatever it is. And so the goal was to bring caregivers on to talk about some of the things they're going through, some of the things they're experiencing how they got through it, and, and, you know, any tips on what a caregiver can do better, then bring on some resources that allows the caregiver to have that resource right there. I can hear the phone number on, on TV and write it down and, you know, call it. I don't have to look it up. Or maybe it's a resource I never even heard of, right? And I can now I know or it's a resource I, a resource I did know about, but I didn't really know what they offer. So that's, that's one. And then at the end of it, so I always had it in three parts, have it where it's like, yeah, the, the caregiver share, the resource share, and then there's the, the, the extra where I want to make sure the caregivers know there are things you can do to pamper yourself or just get a relief, some kind of relaxation. It's not, you know, look, whether it's going out or getting online and buying a, a brand new purse just to brighten your day okay, or getting your nails done or going to a spa or, you know, learning about a new therapy or, or you know, a new book that came out. Something that kind of takes their mind away from care taking, you know, even if it's just for a short moment. Or, you know, maybe it's just something they need to try when they're taking time for themselves. So, so the show is, uh, was, it's always about the caregiver, making sure that they know their options and that they don't feel alone. And that's the real key. We don't want them to feel alone. Wow. That's really amazing because mm -hmm. as you know, caregiving is a, is a big job. And I know, I've never had to do it, but I know that people who have, it's a, it's very stressful. And sometimes they do, they feel like they're, they are alone. So that's, that's really great that you're developing and have that resource for people. Yeah. I would tell you that most caregivers are burnout before they know they're burnout. Most mm. caregivers, if you ask any of them, have they ever felt guilty? No matter how much care they're providing, there's always that that instinct of just guilt in your gut that I'm not doing enough. All right. Maybe I could do more. I wish I could do more. You know, um, I wish my sisters and brothers would participate more and you feel guilty about stuff that you don't even have control of. You know, it's just the guilt. And I think the guilt 
drives a lot of other things. And to me, it's even when the parent is with them every day, there's still a sense of guilt. I just can't do enough. And it's because we're thinking, I wish she could just, it was all like it used to be. And, you know, and then the sad thing is the person being cared for, they feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I hate to have all this on my daughter or my son, you know, or that's why they don't call and say, I really need your help right now. A lot of times by the time you get the call, it's, it's way beyond the time that they should have called. Right. So, so it's just, it's a, it's, it's a feeling that a lot of us will go through at least once in our life, maybe even more. You know, I, I found myself feeling guilty when my husband was taking care of his mom. I'm like, you just feel guilt. And I'm like, and I don't even have no control, no say, no real control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when you got as many siblings as he has. So it's like, you just, you, it's a natural instinct for us to feel guilty. So I like to, my goal is so that they at least know you're not the only one. So don't feel like you're out, out there on the island all by yourself, you know, so you can tap in and share and hear somebody's story. The old saying is the story that you have inside of you is probably for somebody else. That's what we kind of bring from the caregiver side when they share that story. You're sharing it because somebody else needs to hear your story. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you have just really given a lot of insightful information. And I I can talk to you for hours, but we're going to move into our question portion. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said like you said that like you're very so. skeptical. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, OK, let's see what you got. Oh, they're harmless. Okay. (laughs) Question one, who or what motivates you? Who motivates me? Wow. That's a, that's a good one. Um, you know, I I tell you right now, I I think my kids, they're they're running circles around me. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh my God, if I could accomplish what they have accomplished in their little life. My youngest is 29. And um, and I always tell people, your children are supposed to be the best, the better you. I mean, when you, you and your husband come together, they're, the, they're a better version of you, right? So to me, that just motivates me to say, okay, I see that. And that's something that I thought about doing, but they're actually acting on it, right? So if they're acting on it, then maybe I should at least attempt to do it. So it does kind of get me a little motivated. Say, well, maybe I should try this. You know, like I told them they should go ahead and start their podcast and do these little shows, right? And I'm still sitting on the curb like, mm, I should have done that already. Well, now they're doing it. So it's kind of motivating me to get get my little engine focused and going. Uh, so yeah, I would say the young people, they really, oh. they kind of motivate me to want to do more. Mm. What demotivates you? Oh, demotivates me. I would say, I, you know how they say, don't keep negativity around you. And mm-hmm. that's, that's absolutely true. And it, it will just shut you down in more ways than one. I always tell my my saying is surround yourself with people who are already doing more than you and and they push you to be a better you right they they, they can see that you need to be doing more and I give you an example last year when it came about for this book Trailblazers who lead um my uh production manager she kept telling me you need to go ahead and do this book you need to go ahead and I'm like really uh, I've never done a book before. You know what? I, I'm a, I'm not even a fan of writing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I write when I have to. And she's like, you really need to do it. And so she pushed me. And I finally said, okay, I'll do it. 
And I've had the most fun. I've had the most fun uh, working with these ladies and and bringing them, look, bringing some of the ideas that I would normally say, this is what I'm going to do. But you know what? I'm going to take it to the trailblazers and, and introduce them to it. So I've really had some really good, really a lot of fun. So yeah, surrounding yourself with people that push you to do something, challenge you, um, you know, working, even working with my, uh, my partners in success. I mean, it pushes me to want to do more, you know? So yeah, surround yourself with people that are, that are driven, uh, and they, they don't mind motivating you when they see that you're not really pushing yourself to do more. You have to be around those people because you will easily find yourself settling just, you know, day in, day out, eight to five, whatever that looks like type of life. And it's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I do think we should challenge ourselves to do more. So surround yourself with positive people that push you to do more. Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I'm going to say there's a couple of them. Uh, one that happened, and I, I rarely use names, but. Um, that was something that happened with an organization and I um, didn't meet, I met the deadline, but obviously I didn't get paperwork in. <laughs> and uh, it was a situation uh, where I had waited 20 years to apply. That was already not good. I should have been applied, right? But God had always told me, this is not the path that I have for you. You don't need to put this in. Every year, I knew, I knew exactly when these, the paperwork was due. It's a yearly thing. And I knew the time and everything. So a lot of times before they sent me the application, which they sent everybody, I already knew the deadline, right? And so I decided... Um, one of my partners said, hey, you need to put your stuff in this year. It's time. You need to do it. So I put it in. And, you know, everybody's like, well, of course, somebody like Kern, who's doing a lot of stuff, is going to get accepted. Well, I thought I was accepted, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. And I, I'm like, I was not. I'm a community leader. I meet all your little criteria. What's the problem? Uh, we were missing one of your sheets. I'm like, I sent everything. There's no way I did everything. But I I got mad. I am the kind of person, there are things that will inspire me to do more. So I got mad. I had been looking at this other application for a few years, probably five or six, maybe more. So I put it in. I had put that in uh, like a day or so after that one. So I pushed push that through. Next thing you know, after that phone call a week and a half later, uh, you've been selected for the top 50 business women in Mississippi. And I was like, really? Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? But anyway, it inspired me to put to, uh, to stop looking in my backyard. My backyard is convenient, right? It's easy. I know what to expect. So I always expect the uh, certain results. And so when it didn't happen, I was frustrated. And I'm like, well, okay, now I really need to put that other application in and just put it in there. I didn't really think I would get selected, but I did. And so I was like, okay. So it inspired me to do what God was telling me. You are meant to do something state or nationally, not locally, but I just was kind of being comfortable with local, you know, doing the local thing. So since then, I've just kind of focused on, you know, you know, talking to people more on a national basis versus just focusing on just the people in my so-called backyard. Mm. 
What is your fear? Fear. Failure? Well, <laughs> let me just say this. Um, fear is real. That's number one. And it really is. Um, I've, I've had to push myself to walk more in faith this year. Uh, so I pushed myself. Uh, I've had a lot of fears. Uh, writing was one. So that's that's one of the things that I've kind of uh, slowly kind of broke out of. And then um, I would say just, you know, when it comes to different things like events and stuff, just like everybody else, I worry about walking in a room and nobody's there, right? And then, you know, in hopes that, that everything I've done is, has worked, um, I still have some of the other fears of hearing the word no. You know, I, 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 just like anybody else, I want to hear yes. Um, but probably more so is that I want to make sure that right now in the time that I live in and the things that I've gone through uh, after almost dying twice, that I want to have my life right with God. That's probably my biggest fear is not being ready. So I would say that's number one. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Scaling my business. (laughs) Scaling our home care business. That is probably the biggest no. Uh, And it's more my fault. It's definitely not my husband's fault. It's mine. And that, that came out of fear. Um, scaling. Yeah. I often say that's, that's my biggest weakness. Um, yeah, I would say scaling my business. Number two would probably be just pushing my speaker platform more on a national and international level. That's probably been another one that, that I've held on for a couple of many years too long uh so um, because it's more than a couple years trust me so yes I would say those are my top two Mm -hmm. is there a time that you wish you had not done something Mm -hmm. yes this is the other one (laughs) (laughs) yeah remember that story I just told you about you know filing and everything was late okay well there was another story I almost told there but I'm gonna tell it here um yes my um with my conference uh the caregiver conference I was begged by my partner not to partner with this organization she told me she said I is you don't need, we didn't need to do it because we were at, I think, year five. And, you know, um, you know, I'm like, why not? You know, this is an opportunity to partner. They want a partner. And what's wrong with bringing in a partner? This is a, um, you know, it's not the kind of partnership that's like signing paper, which I probably should have done. Uh, and that that really is one of the regrets about it. But um, I didn't need them. And because I allowed that door to open, it cost me because their their motive was not good for my business. Their motive was to steal what I was doing, what mm. we were doing. And so it cost me. And so had I not... Um, had I just backed away and said, no, we, we're going to pass, uh, things will look a little different. Mm. What is your definition of success? Mm. Definition of success. I'm going to tell you one thing. Success must be taken. I'm going to start with that. Uh, you have to take it. Um, it will not be given to you. Uh, walking in faith stepping out on something that you believe in that you have the vision for and just going for it right and just uh believing enough 
that everything that God has given you, because he gives us all kinds of talents. We all have many talents. And if we would take that talent and walk in it with faith, not fear, with faith, you will accomplish success. You'll be successful at anything that you put your mind to if you would just walk, have enough faith to walk through it. So um, I really, I really believe it's not necessarily monetary, but money is a part of it. It's just there's different levels, different types of success is what I should say. You know, sometimes it's a small win and sometimes it's a big win that has a big uh, profit at the end. Uh, but success comes in all forms. So I, I mainly, I, I, I'm really impressed by people who have enough faith to walk through their vision and their mission and the talent that they've given to, in order to be successful. Mm. How do you recharge? Mm -mm. So besides sleeping. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I actually, you know, um, I actually have learned over the years, and I'm going to say this to all, particularly women listening, this is a requirement now for me. Um, in 2009, I was diagnosed with multiple, um, multiple blood clots that should have killed me. And I mean, looking at um, what other people have gone through. Um, but um, God allowed me to live, I guess, to give a testimony. Uh, in that, I also had in 2018, two, two um, blood loss um, where I had to, um, to uh, have uh, blood given. I lost a liter and a half of blood. And on each one of those, what I've learned is that I have to build in time that I'm not just running. Because uh, I do kind of just, I can run. I can be up all night. I can, there was a time where I was going to bed at 4.30 and getting back up and a meeting at 8.30. You know, people would say, I see you everywhere. Well, you know, I wind up with blood clots that literally almost killed me. I have pulmonary hypertension now. So I pace myself. Uh, I do half days really on Fridays. Um, on Mondays, I like to take calls and not um, really spend a lot of time uh, working. But sometimes I get in a work period where I have to. Saturdays, I like to just stay in. Uh, either I'm listening to a podcast or watching some reruns on shows or even Netflix and all the other stuff, but it's a down day. I used to go Monday through Saturday, sometimes Sunday to events and stuff. And I just don't do a lot of events on Saturday anymore. I do some, but very few, um, unless they're live online. And so, um, so I've, I've kind of scaled back on, on those type of things. And Sunday, I try to take off as well uh, after church and stuff. So that's kind of, you know, a little rest mode. I actually have to kind of do it because of my pulmonary uh, problem. Breathing kind of um, affects your energy level as well. So I kind of rest so that I'm not tired all the time. What are you awesome at? Mm, putting butts in the seats, really. Uh, <laughs> Two things, uh, putting people in a building and raising money. I can I can raise money. Now, this COVID thing kind of has me a little different, uh, but um, I have um, done well at um, uh, getting people to events and raising money, and I'm... I really love, just love, and I, I often tell people, quote, number one in your business is network, network, networking, 
uh, connecting and collaborating. Those are just things that, you know, kind of drive me. I get excited, just meet new people. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave? Mm. So in the time that I have, um, and I hope it's longer than than what this disease I have says, <laughs> but anyway, I want to, my main focus, I think, is number one with my kids. I want them to uh, see that they had a, a mom and a dad that, you know, um, we gave it all. You know, we, we did a lot for them to be successful and um, that they learn how to push themselves and be successful, independent independent of the system. Uh, I want people to learn that, and not just my kids in that point, but I want people to learn that there's, um, if, if nothing else they learn from watching me, is that they learn to give, right? Giving will connect you to all kinds of things. It will open all kinds of doors and all kinds of opportunities. It will allow you to collaborate. It will allow you to connect. Um, and it will allow you to create. And, and when you're able to do those things, then you're able to be successful without being dependent on a system. Like right now, COVID has us on a system. And a lot of people, of course, are taking advantage of the system, which I tell people, get what you can, of course. But at the same time, use those avenues from that giving perspective where you can now create, you can now collaborate and connect uh, using your gifts of um, starting from giving. So I hope they see me as a person who love to give. I love to see people smile. So I do give out gifts and most things I do, you'll see me giving away something uh, because I do like to see people smile and be happy. And so if nothing else, that, and just that I'm a um, God-fearing uh, woman who um, walks, I am what I, I am what you see. <laughs> you, will, mm -hmm. you know me, when you talk to me, I am who I am. Okay. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway. So, quote, I'm giving y'all my some of my key <laughs> favorites already, um, but I want to remind you again: this is the time to create. I can't stress enough that you may never see this time again. Maybe we will. Maybe they're right. Fall comes, we'll have another episode of this and you get an opportunity again. But I see things as once you have an opportunity, don't sit on it. I encourage people to create their own personal brand. You are a walking brand. I don't care who you work for. I don't care if you're sweeping floors or leading a company. You are a brand. And so you need to make sure people know your brand, what you say from your mouth, how you look, whatever. Yeah, looks really do matter uh, in the sense of how you present yourself. And so when you're on these social media sites and digital platform, if you are not connected, and I'm going to start with my favorite, which is LinkedIn, mm -hmm. okay? LinkedIn is a site to me that if I don't care what you do for a living, you need to have a profile on LinkedIn. And I say that because when companies start looking and now they're not letting people come in their doors. How do you think they're going to hire? They're going to hire through the internet. They're going to look online and see what you're doing. Well, guess what? Most of them are on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Most of them actually have job postings and stuff on LinkedIn. 
So get you a presence on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is no harder than any other social media platforms to learn. You just need to take a little time, post your picture, start, talk about what you do, and then you can go back and upgrade that and tweak it as it goes. But get started and start looking for other people to connect to and take those those um, calls and people say, let's do a discovery call. Yeah, take those little 15-minute, 30-minute calls and connect to somebody who you would not know ever if it wasn't for the internet. You know, they may be in London somewhere. Take the call because that could be somebody that you need to know to create your business that you need to be creating right now online. If you don't have a second income, if all you have is a job, a career, and that's your only income, I hope from this this process that we're going through right now called COVID that you have learned you need another source. And God has put inside of all of us a source or two. Well, actually, he's given us plenty. I often talk about the talents that are mentioned in the Bible. That's the story of this man who's given. He's given these three men different uh, talents, as they call it. Ten talents here, five talents there, two over here. The man that was given ten, he doubled his talent. The man that was given five, he only did took half of his and did something with it. The one with two, he bared his. But a man, you know, he thanked his first two. And when he got to the third one, he said, well, why didn't you do something? I was afraid I wouldn't have, have anything, so I bared it. I didn't use it at all. He took those talents and gave it to the man with 10 so he can go double it. God gives you the same thing. <laughs> He's giving you talents. And when you sit on him, you're not helping him with his mission, which is he wants testimonies. So we have to do something with these talents and this gift. If we only are giving it to somebody else to make somebody else rich, we're sitting on those talents. So move in your talent. Start another stream of income or two or three. Get your personal brand bill. Get a personal present. If you have a business that's not online digitally, go get online digitally. It's your time. This is a God-given time. Take COVID and turn it into a God-given creative time. That's what I would say that we all need to do right now. Mm. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. All right, Kern, tell the listeners how they can connect with you, your, your platforms, your books, all the things you got going on. So the first thing you can always, I'm on all, all the main platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me under either Kern Cherry, Kern Crockett Cherry, or my home care company, PR and Home Care. You can also go to websites, my conference that's coming, powerupsummit.com, powerupsummit.com, which will be July the 31st through August the 2nd. And we are moving it because it was scheduled for New Orleans and we're moving it to my area, Biloxi. We'll probably be one of the few live conferences in the next year. So, so look at that conference. It's affordable. It's affordable. And we're going to focus on uh, educating people, on multiple, creating multiple streams of income, powering up your career, your entrepreneurial life, your speaker life, whatever it is. We want to power it up. So we're going to have some great speakers coming in there. Uh, Success Women's Conference this year will go virtual, but it will be big. So it'll be a virtual conference that you want to be a part of September. It'll be the week of September the 9th through the 13th, I think, is what we have it scheduled for. So look for that conference to go virtually. And that's successconference.info. Success conference.info. And then also I have kerncherry.com. Uh, That's where you'll start to see my books because I do actually have a few coming out that I'm collaborating on, but Trailblazers Who Lead uh, will be there. Again, it's tw over 27 women forward by Gloria Mayfield Banks and Cheryl Wood and uh, Teresa Royal Brown will be my guest authors in the Trailblazers Lead Network. 
project as well. Uh, I have some virtual co conference coming up, and you can email me at kern at kern at prn home care with a s home care services with a s dot com, and uh, feel free to contact me there. There's a mental health conference coming up uh, at the end of the month. Mental health and wellness. Uh, we'll be featuring some speakers in the Zoom room. And uh, you can find that on Facebook as well and Eventbrite. I have, I'm celebrating my 55, 55th <laughs> birthday next week with a uh, Power Up Networking event. So join me on the 20th for that. There are some other virtual events that we also have, a virtual PR conference and some other things happening in June and July. So as usual, I have a lot of things going on. Love to have you be a part of it. But check me out on any of my websites or social media sites. Wow, Kern, you got a lot going on. I'm going to check you out. Yep. But I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on Trina Talk. It has been a pleasure to collaborate and talk with you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I truly have enjoyed it, Trina. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share.